0: To the show, Brain Health Unchaining Your Pain. And I'm really, 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 really excited to talk to the amazing Jesse George on my show today. Welcome to the show, Jesse.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ruth.
0: <laughs> You're most welcome. We got connected through the other Dr. Phil, I believe. So I'm really, I'm really excited to have you on the show and to really share your story. But before you go and do that, let me introduce you for those that don't know you. So professionals and entrepreneurs hire Jessie to really reclaim their health because most are struggling with yo-yo dieting, emotional and stress eating. So she helps them create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And the bottom line is you can live healthy without depriving yourself of the food you love and without having to go to the gym. And that is so true. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your story because there's so many areas that I can really relate to it. But before we dive into that, I'd love to know for you, what are you passionate about in life right now?
1: Living a happy and purposeful life, meaningful life, being joyful in the moment that I am in, not worrying about the future, not worrying about money, not worrying about the things that I used to worry about. Just be happy and be here now enjoy the moment
0: do you know i think that's really important because so many people get stuck in the past don't they which is what this show is really all about is helping people unchain their pain from past or really present experiences or they look to the future but maybe in a bit of a negative way and it's so important that we live in the present because we when we live in the present and live for the here and now we actually have that opportunity to mold and shape our future And that's, I think, what you've really done with your journey, isn't it, is that you've really focused on where I am now and how can I shape my now (laughs) so I can get what I want for the future. So I'd love to dive into your story. Really excited to get there. But before we start, what's optimal brain health mean for you personally in the context of your journey? Feeling
1: good, joyful, happy, happy and clarity
0: and focus in what i want to do and aha uh-huh, clarity and focus mm-hmm. yeah and you know i think clarity and focus is I, I when i started um coaching actually my my three words were clarity focus and growth because i think without clarity on where you want to go and what you want to do and actually who you are personally who and who you want to be it's really hard to move forward in life isn't it And and it's such a fundamental part of brain health that perhaps we don't really pay enough attention to. And then the second one, which I love you saying is focus, because we often focus in the context of brain health on the things that can hurt us unknowingly often or knowingly, depending on what state of mind we're in. Um, And don't focus on the things that are going to help us and really move us forward in life and it's changing our focus on what's really important and how we can really get the most out of ourselves in the in the present moment
1: that's correct our brain is as like you know it's like a moldable it's plastic kind of you know it's like pliable and neurons we can change you know firing and wiring our uh, thoughts you know being clear about what we want and it's so important so that we can um, rewire our thoughts and our so we are not stuck in our beliefs and our brain is growing you know it's not like stuck or going backwards so we have to nourish it we have to give it good thoughts and yeah
0: so i'd love to go back in time if you could take us back to the time where you really didn't have that clarity in your life if you could take us on your journey if you will yeah I'm sure about
1: your journey. yeah. Um, I, I was born and brought up in India and we barely had, you know, we didn't have electricity, running water or anything. Like none of the uh, all the fancy stuff that I enjoy right now. Uh-huh. When I came to US uh, in '96. and I'm an electrical engineer. then I took my master's in engineering management and worked in the software industry all my life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, when I came to US, I felt like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> and you was, were a kid in
0: a candy store, really, because it's full of candy in the States.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. I never seen any of those things, right? <laughs> Cakes, cereal, cupcakes, frozen desserts, this dessert, whatever. You know, I it was like mesmerizing for me. I've never seen any of those things. So I uh-huh. I enjoyed it and in within short period of four years I became diabetic, type two diabetic. Wow. Wow. So that was my initial encounter with health issue. Of course I when, had When it.
0: when did you um what were the sick because that's you know 4 years is is actually quite quick in the scheme of things in terms of developing it. I mean it varies for everybody, doesn't it? But The reason what what, we what were the things out... that that
1: you notice no, nothing actually. actually the reason for finding this out was my pregnancy it oh, found wow. out okay. as a gestational diabetes because my uh-huh. baby was too big and i was gaining too much weight mm-hmm. so they did the glucose test and that's how we found out that i was diabetic at that time
0: wow then okay. it
1: continued
0: Okay. And then how did you, what did you do next? What was the step that you took? To... I
1: had to take insulin. I had to control my food so that baby was not getting too much big again. Then yeah. I ended up having a cesarean section. Okay. Um, because of the baby wouldn't, you know, um, too big because of the too baby. Too big to go
0: through the birth yeah. canal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. tried, but it didn't work.
0: Yeah. So I then... did the same. I tried it, but it... <laughs> 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 really <laughs> didn't even <laughs> want to make it to the birth canal. <laughs> She's just just too busy being comfy.
1: Yeah. So then uh, I went back checking my blood sugar and stuff after the Uh delivery. And I was still diabetic. So doctor Uh said I have to go on continuous medication. Then I was put on metformin. And I was okay like that. And then I had second child. Again, I had to go on insulin. Uh, But I was not, I was better, better than the first time. Because I was more aware, I was conscious and I was taking good, care of me you know Mm -hmm. but the diabetes didn't go away it continued Mm -hmm. the journey with me in addition to that I had asthma I had allergies I had Mm -hmm. these medications usually it's not completely you know symptom free or side effect free I started getting acid reflux I had edema and then with the stress and everything in my life as it cumulated you know cumulatively increased Mm -hmm. I, was, I had to go on blood pressure medication also. Gosh. So I was on like um, medication as food rather than food as med- medicine. You know, yeah. that was my life. And in 2017, um, leading up to 2016, 2017, my life was like really in a bad, stressful state. I uh-huh. have my family back in India. My dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My sister oh, had sorry. a cardiac arrest. Lots of things happened in life. And our company that I worked for, you know, 20 plus years that time was restructuring Mm -hmm. and the things didn't go in my favor and I lost my job. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that time really like, you know, nobody wanted me. I am not respected. I'm not. um, Nobody wants to even talk to me and my friends from work never even asked me how I'm doing after the job loss. Mm-hmm. I felt like the life was like meaningless for me, and I just mm-hmm. didn't want to live anymore. I didn't know oh. why am I living because I'm not bringing money in. You know what am I doing? Right? I'm an engineer mm-hmm. and fatally useless, and uh, I didn't know what to do. And mm-hmm. I, I cried. I, you know, I felt like I was grieving a death. Twenty. I only worked for that company after coming to USA. So it was twenty How plus years. How long have you been
0: working for them? Twenty years
1: yeah twenty plus years and wow. i was it was not close to my retirement age either, so i had I mm-hmm. lost the job and that mm-hmm. made me feel like worthless you know mm-hmm. and
0: I, G- I'd like to pause you there because it's really important that we reflect on this in the context of brain health because people often consider grief associated with the loss of some body which obviously you had had experienced you know previous to that, but loss also grief also happens because you lose something that is meaningful to you that you have a, an, an attachment to and you were attached to your job emotionally because it made you know it was fulfilling for you emotionally i imagine you're attached to it physically because you got financial in income from it you're attached to it mentally because it was stimulating you know do, doing electrical engineering and you also attached to it spiritually because it be- it gave you meaning and purpose, that sense of purpose in life. So all four quadrants of your well being were really being fulfilled by your by your job. And so naturally, when that's t- suddenly taken away from you unexpectedly, and you have that relationship of all those four quadrants that were fulfilling you over twenty plus years, it's a huge lot. It's a huge loss. Uh, for, for somebody you know that has that taken away and, it, and yes you would have been um, grieving completely yeah. understandable mm-hmm.
1: the work was actually really meaningful uh, I was working mm-hmm. as a software engineer yeah. there and the the product that we produced was doing was for cancer treatment for people wow. and so it was like really impacting lives by producing mm-hmm. better quality good quality products yeah. so really was very meaningful to see life's Mm -hmm. change and people's testimony and all those things was really great to hear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was a great place for me to work with very close to my children's you know daycare when they were small Mm -hmm. and I could go nurse them and when they have something going on at school I could go then work from home if I have to it was it was very good yeah so Mm -hmm. I really moaned as if somebody passed away even more than my family I my dad passed away but that was a slow progression we knew that he was going to die but this was like a sudden so
0: it was sudden one, trauma
1: yeah two months I cried two months
0: yeah I, you know I can really appreciate that obviously for me I um al- although I chose to leave the firm that I was working for in the corporate world the the trauma for me was be was the performance review that was completely unexpected, um, and and it's that sudden it's that sudden trauma, isn't it, that relates to a sudden change in your normal uh, life lifestyle that is comes as completely unexpected, and then for you and and it was for me too, but for you particularly in your work situation is that grief because of the sudden loss. That you, that you experienced gets layered and stacked on top of the trauma of, of being told that you didn't have it. And it's really important we acknowledge that in, in the context of, of major transitions, as every major transition we have in life, if it affects us emotionally, um, it is traumatic.
1: That, that's right. I felt like nowhere to go. You know, all my life I went to work. So there was Mm -hmm. no place to go when I get up. No, nothing. When the family all leaves to school and work, I was alone at home. And my husband had to keep checking on me to see if I'm okay. Because I've been crying continuously. You know, everybody wanted to make sure I'm not doing anything bad. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. My friends, Christian friends, prayed for me and gave me Bible verses to meditate Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden i felt like god was telling me to take a complete break don't worry about job don't worry about anything just mm-hmm. work on me you know just mm-hmm. take care of me you know i am so important in everybody else's life because i have mm-hmm. children and i have how a old were your
0: children at the time
1: at that time it was 17 and um, um mm-hmm. 13 yeah Uh, Now they're 21 and uh, close to 18, one of them, Mm -hmm. yeah. But everybody's in better place right now. But this was a lesson for the whole family, for everybody, because Mm -hmm. they saw, kids saw how mama dealt with uh, a job loss, you know, Mm -hmm. how I came out of it and how I'm thriving right now. It was a lesson to them. They understood everything that happened, right? So I think it was a good lesson now thinking back because Mm -hmm. it is, you know, not it was. It is a good lesson that everybody had to see it, learn it because life is not like a straight line. It is a spiral. You have to, yeah, it is like a spiral. And our brain is so much important in our life than anything else. Continuously nourishing it with good thoughts Mm -hmm. and good food, you know, gives us, good energy for us just back mm-hmm. I can sit quietly now for a long time with which I couldn't do before my mind well, What was it
0: what was what were you at how what was the lead up to this you know to being told that you you don't have a job anymore could you could you describe to us how your life where you've got to in terms of your brain health and your and your physical health
1: Yeah. So that part when I lost my job, I took took a break from my Mm -hmm. life. I went to India, visit my dad and my sister came back. And then I, I decided I'm going to work on my, myself. And Mm -hmm. the three months I I ate better. You know, I researched myself how to Mm -hmm. eat better and why. I mean, I ate already better home cooked Mm -hmm. meals. I was not eating any processed meal or anything but mm-hmm. i wasn't nourishing my body enough and i wasn't eating for the diabetes control mm-hmm. so i researched i learned things and then and i felt my blood sugar was going down and then three months later i went for my annual checkup and i was not diabetic anymore the doctor was wow. surprised the a1c changed from 6.5 or 6 to 5.4 mm-hmm. and Doctor himself was surprised and he took me off of my blood pressure medications. Wow. And from there, it only improved my health. Yeah, it was like an amazing transformation that um, uh, started the journey. So then I felt good about myself. You know, as we make small success in life, we feel that we did something, we achieved something, right? That Mm -hmm. was a good turning point in my life because I felt so proud of myself at least I reversed the diabetes yeah which,
0: of- which is which is an amazing accomplishment you know because lots of people think you know we get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes they almost think that that's a that's the end <laughs> you know that they're stuck with it yeah and and and, and you're not because it's it's lot li- it's typically lifestyle induced and so it's lifestyle reversible.
1: That's right. I had to work on myself a lot: journaling,
0: mm-hmm. writing.
1: I had to find my why. And I had children after thirty-five years. I was th- more than you know. I, my I was thirty-five when my son was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means I don't have much longer. If I don't live longer, I won't be able to see my children growing up, right? Yeah. I, mean, I had to write my why statement, and I had to look <laughs> at it every day. <laughs> i choose so that I, I, I want to see my children growing up. I want to be in their milestones and important moments in their life. I want to be here. That was my real why. That's why yeah. I did all these things. Yeah. And I wanted to prove that I can. You know, I want to be healthy, right? Mm. And then lots of good things happened after that. I continued this journey and I kept going. And then six months later, I lost all the gained weight. I mm. became my normal size. And then um, all of a sudden, I don't have edema anymore. My feet is not swollen anymore. I used to have like a elephant fat, like my uh-huh. you know, leg. And now it's not swollen. And that gave me more confidence. And then I said, okay, I want to study about what is going on with my body. I took classes to learn nutrition. Uh And uh, I asked my family, is it okay if I start a website? So I'm bored at home, right? That's why I'm doing all these things. I wanted to do something to keep (laughs) myself occupied. And I started taking classes. I started a blog site and all those things was to keep me busy and occupied so that my brain is not going idle and, you know. I don't mind this devil's <laughs> paradise, right? I didn't want to go there. So that's where all these nutritional journeys started. Then I said, okay, oh, my allergies are disappearing. Fast forward in two years, I had to, I could take off myself off my allergy medication Wow. the inhalers. I was on three inhalers. Oh my a, goodness. A preventive, a rescue inhaler, and a steroid inhaler. So yeah. I was able to get rid of them. And I was yeah. able to get reduce my allergy medications.
0: Yeah, and and it, can I just pause you there because I'd love to know what's what key steps you took because obviously this was a quite a you know an incremental journey for you. What were the what were the key steps or interventions that you you made in your lifestyle? The main,
1: food was food. the main food, was the main thing. Then meditation, journaling, mm-hmm. and focusing on what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. i you know the intention was for me to live longer and you know that's what i wanted mm-hmm. i kept on looking at my why i made affirmation statements mm-hmm. and did it every day every mm-hmm. day uh, until and my daughter did an amazing job she gave me a jar and told me you have to write one good thing about you every day It's a yeah. thanks living jar she gave me she made me write she put paper strips cut everything into i have to write yeah. one good thing about me and put it in that jar every day oh my goodness uh, you know even the family was behind me and I had to tell my husband don't bring me chocolate after dinner okay if you really want to give me give me dark chocolate otherwise let's not let's break these traditions yeah. of eating dessert immediately after dinner. yeah I, I can really
0: it. relate to your story you know because when I when I fell pregnant with Lily you I you know, my story was I was told at, at the firm I had no emotional intelligence. Shortly after having a miscarriage, and went into a very dark hole. But I decided that I wanted to get my life back, so I started on a coaching journey and then went on a, a brain health journey. But my why was was very similar to your why, which was I want to be around for my daughter. And I was 42 when I fell pregnant with my daughter. So. You yeah. know, so I was almost a geriatric mum, and I I want to be around when she's has a sixtieth birthday. And my lifestyle wasn't going to get me to that point. I would be one hundred and two. Um, so it, so it was really important. That was my my daughter was my wife, like, like your kids that, um, that, are your wife. Yeah, it,
1: they give us so much to look forward to, right? In the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing. I'm grateful that you were able to do that. Now you're helping others. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I'd love to, I, I want to probe deep because I know you went into new, learning about nutrition and nutrition is really what turned the key for me and unlocked the lock uh, to allow me to lose the weight. Um, and obviously coupled with exercise, but really you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's right. And I don't, I, I I don't believe in going to the gym because the uh-huh. more you do the weight lifting and do the hard things, you will feel more hungry. That means you have to eat more food. So then it's the cycle, right? You eat more, you go to the gym, burn your calories, come back and eat more, right? So uh-huh. I, I don't, I mean, exercising and moving your body is very important. We are humans, but that doesn't mm-hmm. need, you need to go weight lift or hard things you don't need mm-hmm. to do unless you want to build muscles and go. You know, you are an athlete, or something different. Women mm-hmm. who are more than forty years old in a menopausal stage—that's not what we want, right? We want our body to function better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. even. I I don't think even I had too much of hot flashes either, because mm-hmm. everything improves when you eat better and know what is that your body needs. As mm-hmm. an Indian, we ate a plateful of rice and few. Vegetables on the side or meat, you know, some, we call them, sa- those are our sides and our rice was like a plate full of rice. Mm-hmm. And I had to rethink, I had to think, what is that I want for in my body? All this rice gets converted to sugar and my yeah. body already has enough sugar. I didn't need anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had to change all those. I had to increase my reverse, you know, the carbohydrate is very little, but proteins and vegetables that yeah. provides me. The real nutrition, minerals, and vitamins mm-hmm. that I need for a body—that's what I wanted to provide. Mm-hmm. That's how I changed it. Mm-hmm. And
0: did you cut out uh, dairy and wheat as part of your nutritional wheat, changes? Wheat,
1: wheat, yes, but uh-huh. I don't drink milk, or I do. Cheese is okay for me. Okay, a little bit. But I, from being in from India, we don't we never had cheese, yeah. so it's not like I'm eating cheese like mm-hmm. heavily, but. Cheese seems to be okay for me, good mm-hmm. quality cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, otherwise I don't eat any dairy or anything. Mm-hmm. I Milk, I mean, co- I don't use milk. Coffee, yeah. I'm okay, just black coffee or almond milk sometimes, mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah.
0: And what was the big shift in your diet? Uh, was it purely cutting out the simple carbohydrates yeah. that made the shift and increasing the right. vegetable yeah. consumption?
1: Yeah, that's right. Along with, you know, a mindset that I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. mindset was so important. Otherwise, we always fall we have family, right? Everybody, Nobody else has this issue. They will all offer me this and that eat this banana, eat that, you know, grapes, mm-hmm. whatever. Everybody is offering me everything and, I, you know, it's a house, right? Mm-hmm. I had to learn to tell, self-talk. I had to learn mm-hmm. to talk to me saying that is not what my body needs at this time Mm -hmm. so they can eat because they're okay and my body is different I'm unique and my body functions differently than other people's body so just take care of me Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of talking to me and coming up with solutions that I can tell family without offending them and telling them that it's okay you guys can have it I'm just not in the mood for it or whatever yeah
0: and I, I know for me personally and did you did you notice a shift in the habits of your family members as you oh, yeah. as, as everybody, you modified everybody the way
1: everybody now yeah everybody reduce the amount of food they consume and the quality you know like i'm the one cooking and giving right yeah so nobody cares you know if one cup of rice La- one cup of uncooked rice lasts us for almost a week for three i mean for two people you know my yeah. husband and my daughter they hardly consume too much very little yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and you know what i think is most important here is that it's it's the simple steps this that we can control that can make a radical difference in our health and well-being particularly in our brain health you know i mean our brains connected to the rest of our bodies so what's what's good for our brain is good for our body what's good for our heart is good for our brain so when we focus on and you know i know you mentioned um your asthma and your um reduced as well didn't it your your allergy symptoms so so you know we the brain is we focus on first and foremost in the you know from my perspective but the second uh, brain is our gut, yeah. Yeah. and we need to feed our gut the stuff that our so our gut soldiers, or our, our, our 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 microbiome needs in order to function effectively. And up to ninety percent of the neurotransmitters are made in our gut. So yeah. if we don't if we don't feed our gut, we don't feed our brain. And often people will feed their gut. The wrong things that's that actually right. <laughs> did reduce the quantity of neurotransmitters made, increase inflammation. Sugar is a classic, and simple carbohydrates actually uh, actually is it t- gets turned into sugar in in your stomach and also in your gut, and then that then feeds the bad bacteria and the yeast that's in your gut, which creates bloating and increases inflammation, creates a leaky gut, allows unhelpful uh, substances including bacteria and viruses to transmit through your through your gut and into your system so it's it's just that simple step and we know and you know is sugar is such a a tox it's a toxin for mm-hmm. for our gut we it's not helpful it it's a contributing factor to inflammation Mm. and if we can take simple steps to reduce our sugar consumption and not go to you know like you said the candy store and not and not let the candy store come into our homes and cut out the sugar then we can make a rad and the simple carbs which turn into sugar so white white rice white bread white pasta um are classics then we're in a it, going to be in a much healthier place and a much healthier gut, and then a much healthier brain. That's right. And most
1: of the serotonin is produced in our gut. Exactly. There is lots of things that you know. There's so much connection between brain and gut. Um, ghrelin and you know leptin. Mm-hmm. Our communication channel between the hunger um, brain does through hormones. It's so mm-hmm. important to nourish our body in a way that our communication channels function better right
0: absolutely absolutely and coming back to your point of insulin you know it's it's easy for us to not notice that perhaps we're diabetic because actually our blood sugar levels could be okay but our insulin levels could be spiking so it's really important that we not only look at our blood sugar but we look at our insulin levels because it's the insulin that gets that 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 drives the metabolic dysfunction um, that causes us to gain weight, to put the the fat around our middle, which then acts mm-hmm. as a, a you know cytokine storm, which increases inflammation in our body. And if it's infl- inflammation in our body, it will be inflammation in our brain. Mm-hmm. So, so focusing on that simple thing of reducing your simple carbohydrates and getting rid of the sugar is so important. And and I know for me, <laughs> I, I was, I am actually addicted to sugar. So I, I can't, because we used to have sugar all the time as a kid and I, you know, going to a opening, it's like one pop and you can't stop. So there's certain biscuits <laughs> that, that are made here in the UK that if I open them, I literally can't stop eating them. So the <laughs> only way I can stop myself from consuming it is just to not have it in the house.
1: <laughs> same same here. India has also had so many good biscuits. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I would go to the Indian store here and buy that. Used to. But now it's all, you know, I can tell myself I don't need that anymore. I had enough. I enjoyed enough. And if, you know, if I, if I
0: want, I can have one or two, but it's okay. I don't need them yeah and what do you how did you do that mindset shift because it because some people kind of can find it really overwhelming can't they is it, it you know it kind of feels like too big a deal to mm-hmm. to do those the changes to the food or they feel like they're giving up something you know well, well, not, I don't want to give this up
1: yeah i want to give a tip that i usually give, teach my clients it's called a three bite rule you know there mm-hmm. is nothing off limit if you really it's all up to you to change your lifestyle right for your purpose and everybody's purpose is different and we live in a society where we are uh, exposed to functions and celebrations and everything is a candy holiday so i teach them something called the three bite rule Mm -hmm. so first bite is to and you know just to know about the food mindfully just Analyze the food, texture, taste, how you feel, that bring back any memories from childhood mm. or family or whatever, just ruminate, you know, just think about the food before, and, and put it in your mouth and have it, first bite. Second bite, really dive deep into the mindfulness aspect of eating food and mm-hmm. enjoy it. And the last bite is to say, uh, food will be still, you know, we, we have so much abundance, food will still be here, and there is no need to worry about it right now. You can have next time, you know, and then there will be next time. So don't worry about it. So keep self-talk going and um, eat the, cherish it next time. Just say bye-bye. Mm-hmm. So third bite is to say bye-bye. I'll see you next time and happily leave the food. And, yeah. You know, so that way you are not depriving yourself, but you're enjoying it. At the same time, um, we had a funny moment. I want to say a funny story. One of my clients texted me one day and said, I used the 3 bite rule and ate three candy bars. <laughs> Instead of what, you know, we get this Hershey's candy bar here. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like this big, not one. That was her lunch. So she ate three candy bars using three-byte rule. I said, that's not what I meant. Then I had to go back to square one and teach what is a bite. You know, start chugging down food in your mouth. It's about mindfully eating and enjoying the food so that you're not feeling deprived. Yeah, yeah. If you know you're going for a party this week or something like that, then save that um, dessert or whatever for that day. Don't indulge in it throughout the week, right? Yeah. Have a planned indulgence. Plan that Mm -hmm. day and cherish it that time rather than... um, Doing it every day after every meal, you know. And Mm -hmm. in here, breakfast itself is here in America is always muffins and cereal and, you know, sugar filled things. So we already have so much sugar plus this lifestyle, right? So think about that. I teach them to just happily say, bye bye for now. It's not going anywhere. I'll come back
0: and see you next time.
1: Mm hmm. Mm.
0: I think that's a really good idea. I don't know if I'd be able to follow that though, because I know that I, because of my addiction trait, it's very hard for me to stop eating once I get tucked into a chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be the lady with the with the Hershey bars. <laughs> yeah, so
1: yeah I if think... we really want it, we can do it. That's all I say. If you it, really and... want it, bring your Y in front of you, have the Y power you know, make you cry, then you won't do it.
0: Yeah. Do you know, the, the, the question I often ask myself is, I ask the question as I'm eating it, is this good for my brain or is this bad for my brain? And and I focus on doing the things that are going to help it and stopping the things that are going to hurt it. And I think, <laughs> you know, the emotion, then we talked about it initially, didn't we, emotional Attachment is we we have an emotional attachment to food, but it's focusing on, on an emotional attachment to something that's more than food. So, for example, you're you had a, a much stronger emotional attachment to your children than you did to the need to eat food um, that was unhealthy for you. Mm-hmm. So you're, you memories, absolutely. So yeah, you shift so you shift your focus, your that emotional connection you made it stronger to your future you and, 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 and knew that to live, to be that person that you wanted to be and to, make, and to be there for your kids in the here and now, it was only three bites.
1: <laughs> That's right. Plus, <laughs> if you work in, in a company environment, people always bring donuts and sput nuts and candy and all those things. So always the break room is filled with the sugar. Yeah. And so the environment plays a big role. saying no is so hard for us Mm. we think about pleasing others and we think about how others will look at us all those things right our we have to keep our brain sharp Mm -hmm. and stay stay clear you know Mm -hmm. or be in the driver's seat of your life
0: that's right i totally agree and i'd love to tap into you mentioned one of the five pillars of health which is of brain health which is your surroundings and i'd love to do to just tap into the other four pillars which is um feelings actions connections and thoughts which is remembered by the mnemonic facts so let's look at the facts and i'll do a bit of fun facts quiz now so if we dive into the first pillar of feelings what feeling or emotion is most important to you in life and why
1: joy I want to be happy within me and whatever uh-huh. is right now here. You know, I don't want to be a worrying person. I just want to be content and uh-huh. find joy in my life.
0: Uh-huh. And where, when do you find, when, when do you experience the most joy in your life now? When do you really get that joy coming to the fore?
1: Um, lots of things. Every day I find um, joy by focusing on gratefulness. Uh-huh. and where i am where i came from and what i'm doing right now changing lives uh-huh. and changing other people's lives is such a joyful experience when yeah. somebody tells me i you know i did this and lost this much weight and i feel more confident and i feel myself you know all those little moments that brings joy to me Plus,
0: and what was what was your weight loss on your journey because i know you lost quite a lot of weight what was what i was lost 30 weight loss?
1: Thirty-two pounds that time, yeah, wow. and kept it off till now. It's mm-hmm. still now, yeah. I'm not. That's
0: amazing.
1: Fluctuate to uh, two pounds here and there, but yeah,
0: uh, amazing. And when was your lowest? You know, you mentioned joy is most important emotion. When were you at your lowest in terms of not having any joy? When did that happen?
1: I I can remember right now. As many incidents happened, like you know, coming to US it took long to four years to get my visa. Wow. That gave me lots of stress and the mm-hmm. job loss. Um, those are the things and my
0: deaths in our families, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. The next question A is for actions. So what's the most rewarding or fulfilling thing you've ever done?
1: Lots of things. I, I, I can now hike. I never was able to go hiking. Wow. So going to see places, hiking and see what my family sees. It's something amazing. And I did a 5K ever in my life. I could not even walk a few steps without taking a pillar. So I was able to, you know, make that 5K possible. Yeah, those are amazing moments.
0: What would be your big goal from a hiking perspective? Do you have any goals for yourself? Oh,
1: I want to to still go hiking, yeah. Keep going different. There's lots of mountains here
0: Uh where I
1: live, and I would love to explore and see, go
0: climb, yeah wow amazing and do you know i think it's so important that we acknowledge how far we've you know we've come because sometimes the getting to a next stage can feel feel really overwhelming but actually really acknowledging where you've got to in life and you know i know you mentioned you now lost 32 pounds and you've kept it off but those little incremental steps noticing that you can walk noticing that you can you know you can you can now you know, really walk 5k with no inhalers, no medication. Um, It's really amazing.
1: I can still, uh, there's a lot of things right right now when we're talking, I can hear the waterfall sounds that I really enjoyed, which I couldn't before. I could hear the sound, but I could never reach
0: the top to see. Yeah. And now you can connect with your surroundings in such a different way and see surroundings that you wouldn't have... You know, being able to see, which is the fifth pillar of brain health, is previously your surroundings were take you know taking the energy out of you and the joy out of you, and now they're putting joy back in back it into you. Which is,
1: into my which life,
0: is, that's right. Which was which is wonderful. So I'd love to go on to the the third pillar of of brain health, which is connection, and this is connection to yourself. What is, um, for you, the most important value that guides you in life?
1: Being me, I just, I sit quietly in the morning so that I can connect with myself. I do a scan from top to bottom to see how uh-huh. I'm feeling, what's going on within me, what thoughts comes up. I get lots of intuition that time, ideas, God gives me ideas. Uh-huh. So what kinds of happens in my quietness? Being still gives me an opportunity to connect with me what's going on with me what's going what am i worried about or what am i yeah. thinking what is my focus for today how can i be more productive how can i be joyful how can i be impactful today so morning is my precious moments that i enjoy being wow. quiet meditating reading scripture um, mm-hmm. you know just just being yeah.
0: And what was I know people sort of can be, uh, you know, I I do meditation and I love to ground myself and I find it really helpful to just connect with just connect with the earth, actually. <laughs> and it could be as simple as just lying on the floor in my house and just being still, like you say, and, and closing my eyes and connecting. What is it you really notice when or what was the when you first started doing that on your journey to recovery, what what was what was it you really noticed when you, when
1: you started that? Was a you know, monkey chatter, like the mind was like wandering and I couldn't quiet my mind down. <laughs> my body always wanted to do this and that and you know get out and couldn't sit quietly. But now uh-huh. I enjoy the quietness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and like... you know I had the same as I, I used to live listen to an app and I get you know guided meditation. And my mind was going all over the place. It was really difficult to just be still.
1: And it's yeah, such an
0: important practice to, to, li- to be able to listen, not resist. Let your mind do the wondering and be okay with that. But be able to come back in and and, and just be present with yourself again. And, uh, and, I, yeah. and I noticed so many
1: things. I noticed surroundings. I'm more aware ever than before in my life. More awareness.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And in terms of your surroundings, what, what's the most beautiful place you've ever visited and why?
1: Oh, I've visited Grand Canyon. It's still messing, like, in my mind. I wow. love Grand Canyon. There is a place closer to Grand Canyon called Sedona that is, like, uh, red rocks. And it's just a serene place just to be there and sit.
0: What, what's, what makes it super serene? What's the mo- what it's is the, it? All,
1: it's not crowded. First of all, it's just uh-huh. like red rocks all around, and you can go hiking, walking into the into the place. Uh-huh. Not, yeah, it's just beautiful, quiet.
0: And very hot, isn't it? The Grand Canyon. What is that? Isn't it hot? A Grand
1: Canyon? No, It's it, Oh, isn't it? It has all kinds of weather. Yeah, um, okay. and Arizona it is, and yeah,
0: That's And wh- where would you just? Do you just love to sit on a, do you sit on a rock? And oh, just... I like to just sock it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Lovely. <laughs> lovely. And I, and, and I know you mentioned a lot about thoughts. I'd like to dive back to the, to the fourth pillar of brain health, which is thoughts. What, what stupid or crazy thought have you often told yourself that that isn't true? Well,
1: I couldn't do anything, you know, I never thought I would learn nutrition. I'm an engineer. I never uh-huh. thought I nothing. So I kept telling, is this something I can do? Oh, how about coaching other people? No, nobody will want to come to you. You know, I started off for free coaching and nobody wanted it. People were like very reluctant to make the change. So I didn't yeah. believe in me, but I said, okay. I'm going for it. I made up my mind. I want to see where I can take this. I'm going. I am not (laughs) going backwards. I'm going only forward. I want to write a book. I want to be an author. I want to be a coach. I want to be a speaker. I want to share this message to the whole world that, you know, live a life that is meaningful to you, that is purposeful to you. Is your health important to you? Or the advertising advertisements by the food industry is what is important to you Mm -hmm. train your mind so that you can focus on what is important to you Mm -hmm.
0: and and it sounds to me like you you know on your journey you really you know the food industry is is a i'd pull pull on that now is that it really hijacks us because it misinforms us as to what's healthy and what isn't and often all of the adverts that come out on television yeah with regards it's... to food and advertising healthy food they don't yeah. advertise vegetables they don't <laughs> advertise fruit they so advertise don't... processed food with a banner that eat this or drink this and you'll feel great or eat this and drink this and you it, it's a health food and actually it's full of junk there's nothing food related about it because it's got more ingredients that you then you can and you
1: know, name it spell it
0: yeah. name or spell <laughs> there's nothing that you can recognize in it yeah but i i love the fact that you you know when we started the conversation and you you know it was like a kid in a candy store and obviously you kind of um got brainwashed almost by the you know the opportunities that you not experienced in in your native country going wow this is amazing and actually amazing is what you can do personally inside and leverage the surroundings to bring out the best of you and we can often let all of this noise (laughs) that may look you know flashing lights and glitzy and glamour actually Mm -hmm. isn't serving us and it's it's really di- like you say dialing back in to who you are and who you want to be, and connecting with yourself personally, and taking back control, and knowing that you've got the power to do what you want to do in you know on your terms, and take back the power of your health, which which you know food had taken from you because um, it wasn't mm-hmm. serving wasn't serving your your brain type or your or your body type uh, and that you were really able to do that yeah I
1: say feed the brain with good thoughts don't watch tv when if you you know if you're kind of thinking about the things you're going to watch and see then don't watch it plus COVID gave us an opportunity a possibility to uh, order things online so we didn't need to worry about (laughs) Uh, you know going to the store and seeing all the display you can avoid that if you just order online yeah and, you know can avoid. you can create or think in a different way about covid you know mm-hmm. think of it as a possibility as a new opportunity to design your life in a better way rather than you know
0: yeah, and that, you know, I think that's really a really important point that we it has given us an opportunity. And I know, you know, when you talked about your journey where, where you were suddenly made redundant, many people in the States and, you know, around the world have been in the UK as well have have been made redundant as a result of the pandemic, because businesses have restructured, mm-hmm. and it can be, re- it, you know, like you said at the beginning, it, it's a grieving process when you've had your whole life has been tied in to the enjoyment of the job that you were doing and the financial benefits that you got, the health benefits, or you know, the job satisfaction, the uh, and everything that's tied into it. But it's knowing that everything that happens to us can happen to us for a reason and is leveraging the power of that power of that and seeing it as an opportunity Mm -hmm. like you said to do something different to reskill yourself to upskill yourself to see the world in a different way to learn more about you personally and who you are and Mm -hmm. and learn about how you can get the best out of you which is so important because we only we only have one us. <laughs> Everyone else is taken. So we need to focus on how can we get the best out of ourselves. Um, I think that's that's so important. And I love the way that you've been able to do to do that transition.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing journey when you think back.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um in the context of your of your journey um and uh, and in people who have lost a job um what what one piece of advice would you give to anybody who who has been suddenly made redundant and they feel they're in that grieving process
1: your health is the most important wealth focus on your health and good health when you have good health you can do anything you want you can go find a job whether it is small big you can get a brand new start mm. focus on your health first create a healthy lifestyle and then move from
0: forward from there. Your health is your wealth. Your health is your wealth. And I, I do you know. I think that's such an imp- lovely saying. Your health is your wealth, because it really, really is. It's about putting the oxygen mask on first, isn't it? Before you seek to help others. So it's making sure that you take care of you, and and you really, you know, we all have the power to to, to take care of ourselves, and but often we forget to do that. And often it takes a transition in our life to realize, no, actually, <laughs> now it's my time now. Mm-hmm. It's my time to look after me. And I know when I look after me, I can truly look after everyone else. And like you say, your health is your wealth. Jesse, how can people get hold of you?
1: Oh, uh, They can find me on uh, LinkedIn or on my website or Facebook. Anywhere, they can look up my name and I will show up. <laughs> and I would love to help people who want to lose weight or reverse type 2 diabetes. You know, I do group coaching and I would love to help people, especially professional people like me who sit all the time in the office, talk to the computer, not to the humans. And then wanting to know what exa- how exactly they can stay healthy while they work.
0: Yeah, and you know, such an it's such an important thing to do in this day and age because we can so easily get stuck behind a computer screen, and get sucked into a lifestyle that is very static, uh, and involves getting the the quick takeaways because we can't take ourselves away from from our desk and making sure that we equip people with the right tools and uh, and techniques so that they can really take back control of their health and well-being so jesse r george on linkedin and they'll be that'll be posted in the notes as well below jesse it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank you so much for sharing your story and your amazing journey of recovery of you know reversing type 2 diabetes and coming off your blood pressure medication and uh you know no longer having to take your inhalers for asthma and coming off three of those and it just goes to show really the power of food where if you use food as medicine then you don't have to use medicine as food and and you've really proven that that you that food is medicine and it's much better (laughs) if you can use it in that way so thank you jesse so much for Thank for sharing you. your journey. it's It's been a real pleasure and I've loved connecting with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. appreciate you and love the purpose.
0: <laughs> no, you're most welcome. Now, remember everybody, this show is all about brain health and unchaining your pain. You are not stuck with the brain you have. You have the power to make it better. And we're here to show you how. And now as a short note from our sponsors